This is No Stop Lights with Ken Ard. I want to thank our listeners and viewers who have absolutely nothing else to do for finding No Stop Lights. I want to thank our sponsors, Pepsi of Florence, Carolina Bank, Mickey Fins, Marlboro PD Electric Co-op, Francis Marion University, McLeod Health, McCall Farms, Victors, and PLC Commercial. Um, I've got several sheets here of potential podcasts that I've worked on. The overwhelming majority are government-related. It's um, it's community government. It's city government. It's county government. It's uh, the delegation. It's um, Francis Marion, McLeod. It's uh, the co-ops and what happens in the co-op world. But, but every now and then, we as a community have something that stops us in our tracks. And this is kind of a, I mean, when I reached out to our next guest and I, and I thought about, uh, I actually thought about it for a week or so before I asked uh, Jeff to join us. But the majority of the content of this podcast and a radio show I do is, uh, is, is provocative. I mean, it's to give an opinion and 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 hope it inspires some reaction, some some response. Um, agree, disagree, agree a little bit, disagree a little bit. But um, but something happened in our community, uh, and I'll get to the exact date here in just a couple of minutes that stopped me in my tracks. And uh, and our community has been very interested, not curious. That's not the right word. Very interested and caring in this family. And I reached out to Jeff McKay. Um, Yesterday, I think, and asked Jeff to consider coming on the podcast. We're going to put politics on hold. We're putting um, county government on hold. We're putting city government on hold, higher education, um, real estate, all these things that are central to our feeble attempt at podcasting. I want to sit by the wayside, and I want to allow something to happen that hardly happens in any uh, medium, and that is authenticity. Um, I told Jeff before we started, I've got no idea where this ends up. I've got no idea what sorts of questions I have for Jeff. And this is more about um, about Jeff informing uh, a concerned and interested community and caring community about what's happening in his life. I will say this, and I think this is important. Um, I was on county council at a time when Jeff McKay came to Florence to be the executive director of NISA, and Jeff and I had a good friendship, um, a good working relationship. We were trying our our damnedest to create economic development opportunities. Jeff had a responsibility of the entire region. I was a member of Florence County Council, so I wanted everything in my county. And Jeff said, hey, we can't do it all in your county. we got this region uh, to take care of. But I consider him a dear friend, and my heart broke when I heard the news of his kid and it was not just Jeff and his kid. It was the fact that I found it so relatable. And I want Jeff to share some of this story. But um, my sister was born with spinal muscular atrophy, given a life expectancy of eight years, um, ended up living 29 years, died of routine gallbladder surgery, but had spinal muscular atrophy, which was a very debilitating uh, neurology or uh, what am I, uh, nerve disease and muscle disease and tissue and, and ligament and whatnot. Never developed my wife. My sister never, never walked a day in her life. And I watched my dad. I watched my dad, who was a go-getter, very much like Jeff, a hands-on guy, very much like Jeff, a guy that wants to fix everything, very much like Jeff. And it was very personal to me because I felt I could understand Understand and had a lot of sympathy for what Jeff was probably dealing with because I saw my dad deal with a situation that was out of his control. 
and I watched him struggle with that situation that was so out of his out of his control. And I began texting Jeff uh, nearly daily, probably aggravating to the point of wow, Ken's texting me again. But it was so personal with me, and it was so real and relevant with me. And and Jeff has agreed to come on our, our podcast today and um, engage and form um, our community about where they are as a family, where Zach is as a patient. So um, I want to welcome you. And I didn't mean for that uh, almost a monologue uh, to begin this with, but um, but I do care. And you know I care. And, uh, and, I, and I hurt. I hurt for your family in a way that, that you can't imagine. And it is very personal to me, Jeff, because I shared uh, my story about my sister with you. Well, and, and let me start off by saying you don't know how much I appreciated the text because, you know, I, I fortunately got a lot of text through this this process from people who are supporting us, trying to build us up. But there for a while, every night I'd sit down and you'd send one. And it was it was uplifting. It was uh, just one of those things that, that, that kind of gives you inner strength. And so I appreciate that first and foremost. But uh, – Yes, on September the 30th, uh, Zach had an accident, and uh, he, I was actually in Louisiana at the time, uh, you know, having a little bit of R&R before I, I was to make a trip to Asia, and uh, got the call in the middle of the night from my wife saying that he'd been in an accident, and, uh, you know, my kid, Zach's been in other accidents and whatnot, and you kind of, well, call me in the morning, let me know how it works out. Little, little did I know that this would be, uh, you know, one of the most devastating things that, that I've ever been through, and I'm sure uh, Kerry would say the same thing. Um, but uh, he had, you know, had fallen. He uh, is pretty much, we were told when we got to the hospital and I finally made it there, that, you know, the only movement he was going to have was from the shoulders up. So he spent the following 17 days, I think, in the... University of Tennessee Trauma Center uh, in intensive care. He sp- I think he spent one day outside of intensive care before he was transferred to Shepherd Center in Atlanta, where he's at right now, for a long and uh, who knows how long rehabilitation uh, process so he, he can really learn how to live. Uh, but I will say this, and for those of parents, I think they, they will agree with me. I've never had pain like I had. Jeff, what, what exactly is the medical condition of Zach? I mean, my, my sister has spinal muscular atrophy. I don't know what that meant. She can't walk. She's in a wheelchair. What exactly is, is the biggest issue Zach's dealing with today? So, um, Ken, he actually broke, uh, or excuse me, he, he, as the doctors explained, I think it's four, five, and six vertebrae were uh, were injured. I think uh, number five was crushed. Uh, four and six were able to be uh, brought back in alignment with the plate, and the the real problem was his spinal cord was crushed. Now we were very fortunate that his spinal cord wasn't uh, severed. At you know, because things could really change, but his his condition is such that his body is trying to now adjust to uh, the healing process of all that, which means uh, he's gone through a period of time. He, he's he's got pneumonia. He still has pneumonia, uh, but it's uh, it's much better than it was. 
he went for a long time where every day about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, he would get a fever. And I mean a fever that was about 101 up to 102 and a half. He uh, had a, uh, a UTI. So his the the prognosis at Shepherds is for to try to rehabilitate him and try to teach him how to live with these these injuries. And there is there is some hope that he you know may gain some uh, uh, some movement at some point. And you know only God can tell him if you know what the uh, ultimate outcome is going to be. But the challenge has been getting him over these little nagging uh, you know other issues so that he can fully take advantage of the rehabilitation that, that they're giving him at Shepherds. Uh, and it's been frustrating for him, as you can imagine, because his outlook, I, I'll tell you, his attitude has been better than mine would have ever been in that, that condition. Zach's in really good shape. Yes. I mean, Zach played baseball at Citadel. Yes. He's always been athletic. He's always been outgoing. He's always been in good shape. Obviously, that's got to give him some advantage, doesn't it? It, it does, and the doctors have said that. Said he, uh, you know, being – 28 years old doesn't doesn't hurt him at all. Uh, being athletic has helped him. Uh, you know, an older person would have would have had uh, you know maybe some much different uh, results. Uh, but he was he was very near death. Uh, and we we had one of the uh, uh, the doctors at Shepherd said it or at UT or Shepherd's once said if I saw your chart and I saw your X-rays at a conference. I would have considered you would have always been on a, uh, 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 you'd been always been intubated, and would never have you know really gotten out of bed. So uh, you know, and recently, I think I I told you earlier, you know, he had a big day yesterday. They put him in his wheelchair and he got to go to the grocery store, and uh, for the the most person, including myself, I wouldn't consider that a big deal, but for him to be able to get out of bed, you know, uh, learn how to. Uh, operate a wheelchair with his, you know, with a puff and blow system in a crowd. That's a, that's a big thing. Uh, so he's getting to the point now where they're, they're teaching him how to do things like that. And he's gotten pretty darn good with that, you know, puff and blow system on his, on his wheelchair. Uh, and that builds, that, that builds him up a lot when he can get out of bed. Uh, so, you know, small victories, uh, for some, but, but big victories for him. And I think attitude wise, as I said, it's, you know, in a condition like like he's in, uh, in order for him to have you know any uh, recovery or growth or, or whatnot, I, we've all been told it's all about attitude, and he's his attitude is is good. Uh, it, you know, we just we're doing everything we can to try to continue to support him. But you know, he's he's my son, and I can say this: he's hard headed, he's uh, strong willed, and uh, if you tell him he can't do something. There's a 99.9% chance that he's going to do everything he can to prove you wrong. So, I, I, I'm extremely optimistic that he's, you know, he's going to get better. How do you not? How do you stay optimistic? I mean, you mentioned faith, and and you and I had a conversation about. I mean, I think, I think every human being has a journey of faith. There are times that that we feel very in sync with God's will. We, we make God a priority in our lives, and and, and I'll, I'll candidly admit, there's a period of my life that I kind of stepped aside of that, and I put some other things as a priority. How has this traumatic moment in your life forced faith back to the front of the line, or allowed faith to come back to the front of the line? Well, you know, I'll say the same thing. I grew up in a church. Every time the church door was open, my mother, my grandmother had me sitting there, you know, whether I wanted to be there or not. 
But uh, as I got older and made my own decisions and whatnot, I, you know, I'd still go to church, but it wasn't in the same mold as it was growing up. Uh, but when this happened, you know, the only thing you can do is revert back to your faith that, you know, and I've, I've told you, I've told everybody, listen, I, I'm 100% convinced that God has a plan for him. Uh, I'm 100% convinced that the reason he's here today is because God's got a plan for him. And, um, you know, the we've got to have faith that all this occurred for a reason, and he's alive because God wanted him to be alive. And, uh, you know, there's a it's there's almost like a uh, uh, hard to describe, but a, but a sense of of calmness, or that uh, a sense you know I can't do anything about it, but God can. And every time somebody says, uh, yeah, he he's been surrounded by really good doctors and really good healthcare providers. Without exception, almost every one of them says, you know, you know, Zach, you got some issues, but hey. You know, rely on God, rely on your strength there. So it just, it's a comfort there. Um, And, um, you know, just that for, for, and I believe in prayer too. I'll I'll tell you this, uh, I, I, you know, this community, I've I've had thousand text messages, emails, calls, whatnot, all of them saying they're praying for Zach. And, you know, you want, and I heard our our pastor one time say, you know, when you always hear people, we're going to pray for you. But how many people actually go out and pray for you? Well, I'll tell you right now, if you don't believe in the power of prayer and you don't believe people were praying for him, you should have seen him sixty some days ago. Uh, so, do you uh, feel that, Jeff? Hundred percent. I mean, you feel that in your bones. You feel it in, in, inside your soul. You know, when uh, when you see somebody or hear from somebody that you don't know and say, Hey man, I just want to reach out to you. Our, our, uh, uh, Zach was on our prayer chain at church and, uh, just want to let you know, we've got, you know, hundreds of people out here praying for it. I, I, I'll guarantee you it works. I mean, I saw him, uh, right after the accident and I see him today. Did you ever, I'm interrupting you, but did, did you ever feel like that you may lose him? I mean, was there a period of time in the beginning that you thought you may lose your son? That's a tough question. Uh, I guess the night after it happened when my wife called and really explained how bad it was, there was that sense that, uh, you know, this is this is real. You know, I mean, I told you earlier, it's, it, you're, I kind of go through stages. First, it's, you know, uh, a shock. Uh, second is, well, he, you know, it must not be that bad. He'll get over it. And then the, the third is the realization and, like, man, this is – something is going on here, and it's not good. Uh, but fortunately, I had issues getting to Knoxville. Uh, I mean, it, and it was a uh, – it was everything you can imagine – flight delays, cancellations, and whatnot. So I got there uh, the Monday after it happened, so he was in a little bit better. Uh, he had, he was in more recovery, I guess, and it stabilized a little bit. So I didn't get to see him like his mother and his, his girlfriend saw him, but I could feel it. Uh, 
So, uh, and then, but, but when your son goes into, or when your kid goes into surgery to have all this stuff repaired, yeah, I mean, you're, you're always worried. Anything could happen at that point. So, um, but I, I just go back and say there was, there is, there was a sense of calmness just because at that point you realize you can't do anything. Home is two places. Mm-hmm. Home is where you're from and where you live. Yep. You're not from here. Nope. You came here when? 19 years ago. Been 19 years, December the 4th. And you told me that when you first visited, your family wasn't quite sure where, no. where this was, was where you're supposed to be. Walk me through what, not, not home where you come from, but home where you live today is meant to you and your family, Zach included. Yep. So when we made the first visit down here, when my wife made the first visit down here, I'll never forget what she said going home. She goes, are you serious? Florence. And I said, I told her, I said, Carrie, there's just something about this place I, I like and, and the people. Uh, and we had the long conversation, and I said, just, just give me a chance. You know, give it a chance. So uh, we moved down here, and I'll never forget, Gene Leatherman said, now, now Carrie, it's going to be, this is a community where you're going to have to reach out because – you know they're going to want to know you're going to be here, and you're going and you're not just passing through. And I uh, said it's going to take a few months, but said you know they'll embrace you and and whatnot. And it did. It took pro- it took my wife probably a year before the you know she really uh, uh, became ingrained in the community. It, I was in a you know in a lot of circles, and, and it was much easier for me. But I will tell you today. I couldn't pry her out of here. I couldn't pry my kid. You know, Zach is a Citadel graduate, went to work in Charleston, and we thought he, he'll he never come home. Within a year and a half, he's back in Florence. My daughter, is uh, she's in Charleston now, but I'll bet you, and she's she'll start PA school in, uh, in January at, at, at Carolina. I'll bet you when she finishes there, she'll gravitate back here. You said, you know, where is home now? Home is Florence for us. It is, uh, it has embraced us. They, you know, the community raised my kids. Uh, you know, from the time he was, I think we moved down here with he was in the fifth grade. I never had to worry about him from that point because he had a family outside of just just our four walls, and uh, and they've shown us that you know through this, his uh, his scope of influence is as is bigger than mine. I mean, uh, you know, people love him. People love our family. Uh, and as I said, people that, that I really don't know have just, they've come out of the woodwork to support us. So uh, it'd be tough to leave Florence. I'm asking you a lot about weather because of my, my I mean, I, I can remember as a young as a young kid, my dad struggling with the fact that his sister was going to be different. Yep. I, we're talking a lot about you dealing with that. Does does Zach grasp where he is today? I mean, does he understand? I mean, obviously, he's had a lot thrown at him. I mean, something totally unexpected and tragic happens. We wish it had never happened, but but as I like to say, it is what it is. You're dealing with it. Your 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 family's dealing with it. Is Zach processing and dealing with it? You know, I think so. Uh, I think he is. Uh, you know, he's fully aware that things changed for him that night, and. Uh, you know, he's. I'm sure he's like myself and and my wife. We don't know what 
you know, he hasn't been home since then. She hasn't been home since then. We don't know what our uh, what the expectations are, are going to be from us when we get him back. Uh, but we both just know we got to deal with it. I think Zach is in that same mode. You know, he's still going to have the same friends. He's still going to have the uh, the same circles that he 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 runs in. And you know, I'll give you an example. He was uh, he he was talking to you know he works for Marion County uh, uh, Economic Development. He's been on the phone with them since he's been over there, fully expecting that he's going to be involved in something when he gets back. Uh, so it, it's kind of hard to it, it's hard to articulate, but you know, you got it's it, it's not the hand we wanted to be dealt. But guess what? It's the only one we got, so we got to deal with it, and uh, and we'll make it work. I. I have spent the uh, told you I've spent the last you know probably couple of weeks learning more about handicap vans and uh, you know uh, oh the handicap requirements on doors and and things like that than I ever thought about and it, and you know certainly didn't want to learn about it but we're going to you know we've got to put all that together to get him home so that he can uh, you know he can maneuver around when he gets here but I. I fully uh, expect him to to have as as fruitful and uh, impactful life after he gets home than than you know when he left. Has it been hard? One of my struggles in life is my kids growing up and being allowed to make their own decisions because I think, damn it, I can still make better decisions for them than they can. Has there been an episode or two or three of having to kind of step back and say, look, Zach's not 16. I mean, Zach is a full-grown man entitled to make decisions about his health and well-being as he has as he chooses. You know, when that first uh, when that hit me first was in the hospital, in his hospital room, with the surgeon coming in and saying, "Zach, we need to talk about your your surgery," and he looked right at his mom and me and go, "Do you want them in here?" Mm. Now, if that doesn't hit you right between the eyes, I mean, and and remind you, he's a grown adult. He's going to be making his own decisions, and uh, it, it, it kind of puts you in your in your place a little bit. But the other side of that, and you said two or three times, I can I can give you fifty examples since all this happened that it uh, it, it makes you aware that you're not making decisions for him. Um, last night, I had to get him he on the phone because I've uh, been talking to a guy who's going to help come in and uh, do some door widening and things like that. But it's his house. So, you know, my question is to him, hey, this is what you need to have done. Are you okay with me getting this guy to come in and do it in your house? Uh, whereas before, wouldn't give it a thought. We're going we're gonna to get the uh, uh, saws all, we're going to bust some walls out, and we're going to make this happen. But it's not my decision. Jeff, in mine in your world, timelines rule the day. And we've got deadlines and we've got quarters and we've got months. I mean, it, it's just, it, I, don't, I don't like it and sometimes I despise it, but it is what it is. Have you allowed yourself to not force a timeline on the situation your family finds itself in? Uh, that's tough. Uh, you know, you know, my nature is to, 
you know, not wait around for somebody else to do it, do it myself, get it done and, and push forward. Uh, but, but you can't fix this with a sledgehammer. No, you, you, you can't. So, um, the, the patient part uh, of what we were talking about earlier, just being patient and let, let God work. What do you, you know, the plan he's got doing, that's been one of the toughest things for me to, uh, to deal with, you know, my quick, why, why don't they have him in rehab for three hours today? Why did they just have him an hour? You know, keep working him. He's, you know, and I just, I just have to, you know, swallow real hard, back out, and and you know, it's not, it's not my decision. Uh, the same could be true. Uh, well, well, let me back up. When all this happened, I'll tell you, my priorities have changed a little. Personally, things that I used to think were real important, they're not as important to me as as they used to be. Uh, and I've got to catch myself because I've got another child. And every time she gets in the car to leave Florence to go back to Charleston, you know, I've catch myself watching the phone where I can I can see where she's at, how far she's, you know, gotten to where she's at. And and I just have to tell myself, you know, here again, it's they're they're grown adults. I can't control it. Uh, but I damn sure worry about it, you know, and a lot more. Than I, than I probably did before, um, and it, that's tough. Is it okay to be sad? Do you have those moments and days that you feel sorry for yourself and sorry for you? I mean, that would be natural to me. Yeah. I mean, I understand you put your game face back on, you accept where you are, and you move along the best you know how, but but do you get sad? Is it, is it okay for you, your wife and daughter, to be sad about the situation? I, I think it, you know, anybody that tells you otherwise would be lying. I think there is... Uh, you know, and I'm not so much sad for me or my wife. I'm sad for him. But once again, I you know I look at how he's how he's handling it, how he's he's moving along, and you know there's life ahead. Sure. Uh, and I truly believe he is that he's got that spirit, he's got that willpower. He he's gonna make an impact doing something. Uh, it's just tough. He's a 28 year old kid. So. That thought he had one life to lead, and now he finds out yeah. he's got a, a, a different life to lead. Right. Jeff, Jeff, I mean, this is important to me because I've read Facebook and I've kept up with all the – I mean, you and I have talked a lot. We, we've met and, and tried to discuss the best way we know how. And, you know, social media is famous for craziness and outrageousness and political opinions and dispositions and divisive language and talk. But every time I see something that, that involves you, your family, and Zach's situation, it's not about are you a Trump voter or a Biden voter or are you a Gamecock or a Tiger? Are you you know a South Carolinian or a North Carolinian? It, it, it is genuine love and caring for Zach and your family. Yep. Um, it goes back to what I said before. I mean, this place is home. And, uh, you know, we've got more – it, it's humbling, Ken. I'm just, I'm just telling you, uh, we've got more friends and family that we didn't know about through this thing, you know. And it's just words can't describe. Uh, and the, what the the links that people will go to to try to support you, and and the 
you know, the, the, what we get all the time is what can we what can we do for you? Is there something? And I know what can we do, Jeff? I, I, I mean, what from the horse's mouth? Forget yep, social media yep. and what he said, she said, or they said, and they. What can we do for for your family? You know, I I would say the best you've already done. Everybody's already done the best thing they can do for us, and that is to continue to to support him, pray for him, uh, you know, reach out to him. That has been. You know that has up that has lifted him up and lifted us up more than we could ever ever describe. Uh, and you know, I I go back. Uh, yeah, I've been fortunate that you know I I still come back and I can work, so I can take my mind, I can put my mind in my work, and not think about all this all the time. My wife has yet to be home, so she's been there in the hospital room every day with him since the accident occurred. But there's somebody reaching out to her every day, every hour, building her up. And I, if that it matters, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. If not, she, I mean, I don't know that, uh, I know she wouldn't be in the same state of mind that she's in right now. So, uh, I mean, this community, I, I can't thank this community enough. Uh, and it's, as I say, when you, I'm not a Facebook guy. You know, I don't have a Facebook page. I don't get on social media because it just, it makes me mad. Uh, and so I do, uh, my daughter and uh, Zach's girlfriend try to update people and whatnot. So I'll, I'll go on and I'll read it. And I don't know who the guy is. I don't know that I've ever met him, but he posted a video on there one day and uh, talking about the t-shirt and you know, I just I love what he said. I know but, the guy you're talking yeah, about. I saw the video. Right. But the but the thing that made me love it even more is Zach inspired somebody to do that. And I so if he can do it, you know, from a hospital bed, I I think God's got a got a great future for him going ahead. And and that's all you can ask if you can if you can leave this world and you've had an impact by either inspiring somebody or, you know, being a uh, uh, being a testament to somebody, I, I think you've lived a pretty good life. Tell us about the T-shirt. So this was done by I think uh, Zach and uh, Zach's uh, girlfriend's mother, actually, uh, or excuse me, Zach's girlfriend and, and his mother. the The story was that when they when the ambulance picked Zach up. And they were, uh, you know, all this stuff there. They were kind of, you know, getting rid of articles or whatever. Evidently, his mother, uh, her girlfriend's mother, said his shoes were there. And said, well, I'm going to take these shoes because he's going to need them one day. And that's where that walk for Zach kind of kind of got started. And then I think uh, his girlfriend started the, the T-shirts, just designed a T-shirt with the uh, – uh, the scripture from Jeremiah on the back of it and, you know, just kind of put it out there. And I, I don't know what the count was, but I mean, they've sold thousands of these things and the, what it is, I think six, $6 from everyone goes to a fund to, to help him. And they were thinking maybe, you know, sell a couple hundred or whatnot, but this it's gone crazy. Um, and even, you know, Zach, here again, my you know my kid is the is the one you know Zach. You've you've dealt with him. He is that one that's you know where am I going to make my next million from? 
he's talked about through this of of how he can use that to either start a foundation or do something so he can help the community, you know, as he comes out of this thing. And from his side, if that's what he does or that's what this does for him, then, hey, maybe, you know, I mean, good can come out of it. So. Last last question, and I appreciate you joining us. Yeah. I mean, uh, once again, I had no script. I didn't know where we would go or where we would end up. Jeff's been a friend of mine for a long time in a very different sort of way. We're normally talking about economic development, county government, and the region, and the county, and all these other sorts of things. But I've gotten to know Zach a little bit through working out at the gym and sports and athletics, and we pull for different teams, but that, yeah. that's okay as well. I think he was actually at the Tennessee-Carolina football that's, game, that's right. if I'm not mistaken, that's when right. he had when he had the accident. Um when you talk about remodeling a house mm-hmm. and widening doors, he's coming home. Yes. Do we have any idea when? So they've told him, um, as a matter of fact, uh, we talked about this uh, last night or today. So they've told him January, or they've, they've given him a date of January. But we're not, we're not holding to that date. I think that's dependent on, you know, getting over some of these other things. Um, and they had told him um, – before that they thought December. So it's a, it's a fluid date, but um, I think if he keeps, if he can get these little nagging issues behind him and, and whatnot, uh, I, I think he, he very well could stick to that. Uh, but before we end up to, I want to, I want to clarify something if I can. So I, you know, Florence is my home and this is, this is my family, but I also say, I, I gotta say this region as a whole, I've had, I mean the folks and 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 here again Marion. I mean you thought Zach had, had been had grown up in Marion with all the people from Marion that are reaching out, Horry County folks, Georgetown County. I mean my whole region that I work in has been just, Ken. It's unbelievable, uh, but uh, it is, you know, for people who who, it's instilled. Uh, uh, I, I guess a. a it's making me a better person because I was that starting to get that crusty old guy, you know, getting losing faith age. in humanity. Exactly, and I'm telling you, this right here has given me more uh, just encouragement that you know people do care, and uh, and there's a lot of people out there sincere in their uh, uh, their desire to help, and uh, man, it's 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 making a difference, and I just I I appreciate every bit of it. Uh, my board has been just – I think they've been more concerned at times than I have, you know, that, that things are. Fred Carter and Yancey McGill, I mean, just have been been wonderful. Uh, and it's – you know, that's helped a ton. So uh, – and you, and I probably well, thank no, you. No, no, I just – you know. I nag you a little bit. The, the, and, I, and I go back to what I said, Jeff. The only reason that I felt – I don't know, led to reach out to you consistently is I watched my dad and I watched him struggle with something he never, ever saw coming and never imagined he'd have to deal with. And I watched him frustrated and I watched him upset and I watched him cry and hurt in ways that, that my dad just didn't do those sorts of things. So when we met, it is certainly, I mean, I love Zach to death and and I mean that sincerely. And and I'm telling you guys, I'll look at the camera uh, when, when I say this, don't bet against him. I mean, I don't yeah. know where he ends up, but don't bet against him. Uh, he's got youth, and uh, and 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 that's a big part of um of getting him to a better place. But I just uh, once again, the majority of our podcast 
are, are probably a little more centered on politics and government and and public opinion and public and public policy. But the one thing we're trying to do here at No Stoplights, I mean, I'm from Pamplico, No Stoplights, college dropout from a town with no stoplight. It is a part of this region. Um, and and when and, and when I heard the news of Zach, I felt led to be involved in some way, shape, or form. And, and I knew that Jeff probably wanted to tell the community how much he really and truly appreciated uh, their overwhelming support. And, and you've, you've absolutely had a chance to do that. And I appreciate that because, you know, I, I hate to keep harping on it, but it has made such a difference to this point. And it'll make a difference, you know, moving forward with him. But uh, the, the support uh, and the outreach that's, that's been given to this community, it's just – words cannot describe. I mean, it, 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 I truly feel that. But, you've but done, you. you say words can't describe it. You've done a real good job well, with I, your words today. And, and, I, and I'm going I'm to I'm look at the camera tell Zach this because I know he'll watch it one day. I need a spot upstairs at McLeod one of these days, and I'm counting on you to be there. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, thank you, Ken. Appreciate it.